I would just like to say I did a mile run, walk run. Wasted. Wasted. <laughs> the next That's impressive. That is so impressive. Anybody can do it, guys. Just get out there. Anywho. So inspiring. <laughs> My number one goal is inspiration. Hello, welcome back to Fucking Fine, I'll See You Soon, the podcast about all things millennial anxiety inducing. I am your host, Cece. Thanks for tuning in uh, for another week. I am um, currently eating, (laughs) well not currently because I don't want to be like sucking through the mic or anything, but a protein shake because I have impulse control issues and it's like chocolatey, proteiny powder, Ice, cashew milk. So it's not as bad as like normal ice cream, but it's also probably not like conducive of my diet restrictions. But who cares? Restrictions. Who restricts anything in a quarantine other than your interaction with people? And I just wanted to know I know I know a lot of you guys are fucking lying about social distancing. I know you're lying. So stop the whole here than now fucking attitudes. I, I know what you're doing. Don't I always find out? Claire Hot always finds out. Just let you know. Um, my dad is out there on the front line still. So, thanks for all you guys that have to go to work and don't want to. Um, I wish I could go to work right now, but it's okay. There's a will, there's a way. We'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. So I'm trying to figure out. I'm gonna keep up this podcast. Uh, next week, I. Th- I'm doing an episode with, um, you know, remotely. So uh, bear with me with the quality. This is the last week that we'll be coming to you in person until things get a little looser. And let me just like, well, I'll have you know that I've, (laughs) I'm getting, I feel like you need to defend yourself in this culture and it's so hard. So my mic setup um, allows me to be six feet away from my co-host, uh, I feel like I'm still under, you know, the the 10 people max in a situation. So I feel like this is still a social distancing uh, measure being taken. And yeah, call the cops on me if you fucking are that mad. But also stop lying because I know y'all are out there doing things that you're not telling the public about and acting like you fucking are the queen of England. So just just wanted to say that. <laughs> No hate, no judge, but stop judging everybody else. So this week's co-host is um, actually featured in the background of episode 25 titled Tara Reed, Are You Listening? And uh, so she's no stranger to the podcast fam, but we have a nice light episode for you guys this week. It's a regular sized Rudy episode as, as I like to call them. Yeah. Anyway, follow me on social media at Cynical Candor on everything except for Instagram at Casquita. And, uh, yeah, yeah, keep me posted with how you're doing. I like to I like to see the creative ways people are getting through this because it helps inspire me to do things other than eat a very chocolatey melting protein shake. All right, I'll let you go. Have a great Wednesday. Here's Lara. So what's new? Anything? Not really. I just signed up for my last semester at uh, Temple. Hell so yeah. finally, after six years, I'll get my undergrad in nothing. <laughs> And um, it's going to be fucking phenomenal. Just to be done school? 
I guess. I mean, just like the validation of that piece of paper. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you're being sarcastic. <laughs> no, I mean, that part's not sarcastic. About it being in nothing, I mean, that's kind of sarcastic, but also at the same time, fairly realistic, so. You're not getting a teacher cert? No, just English. So how did you interview for a teaching position? <laughs> I have no idea. I have literally no idea why care. she interviewed me. So she, I think that they mistakenly took my resume for somebody else's resume because she's like, so have you done your, um, what is that called? Praxis. Have you done your student, your student teaching yet? And I was like, I haven't done any student teaching yet. And then like had to explain to her that, I'm an English major, not an English education major, so <laughs> didn't didn't blatantly say, I'm not really sure why you're calling yeah, me or interviewing yeah. me at all, because obviously, why would I shit on myself like that? Right. So, but whatever. But did you apply for this job? I applied every, I was just like, I hate my job, and I don't know what's happening in the world right now, Right. and I'm almost done school, and I'm not going to have insurance very soon, so I was kind of just like... On, I was on Indeed, and then I was also on Handshake, which is Temple's online job board. Okay. So I was just like, you get a resume, you get a resume. Anyone that I didn't have to write a cover letter for, you I just sent, sent my resume to. Yeah. So anyone that I heard back from, I would just be like, okay, like, sounds legit. I'll respond to them and interview with them. Yeah. But I wasn't even, to be honest, I wasn't even looking at the jobs that I was applying for. I was just sending my resume to anyone who I was able to send my resume yeah. to. Yeah. So I was honestly astonished that they even called me reached out yeah yeah, yeah that's kind of strange because you'd think they would look at yeah she must have it's a charter school else. though yeah so like they don't you don't have to be an english education major for charter schools because it's not i get, i mean i guess you they get money this... from the state but it's not they don't have to follow the guidelines of the state so you have different certification requirements i guess yeah so but you still have to do student teaching so basically in the end she was like well, you should come do your student teaching here. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not going to do um, slave labor when I really honestly don't even care about teaching kids. I just wanted a job and I wanted to see if you guys would be foolish enough to give me this job. <laughs> so, Right, like three years later, they're like, um, right. Lara Mickle, uh, Could you come to the principal's office? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so who are you? What's your name? Well, you just said it. My name is Lara Mickle. Yeah, but you got to introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Um, um, how old are you? I'm 24. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah, you're you're on the uh, younger end of my guests so far. Am I? It's quite an accomplishment. I think wow. Curtis is my youngest. He probably is. He's definitely younger than me. Yeah. Um, what's your sign? Astrological sign. Oh, okay. I guess I'm a Libra. <laughs> you don't buy it. No, I think it's a load of horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, respect. Can you tell me about me, though? I want to hear what a Libra's like. Well, Libra's like, the, sim- the symbol is the scale. They're supposed to be really balanced. Um, the I don't know much about Libras. I have a few Libra friends. They are all so different that mm. I'm like, I don't know about you guys. I don't know if I buy it. Um, what if you're, like, bipolar and you're a Libra? Does that... I'm sure that has... I, I think it works all in conjunction. Like, I don't think that your astrological sign is everything. Like, I don't think that, like, your personality traits are defined. Like, I'm very much, like, a um, nurture-over-nature believer anyway. You know what I mean? Like, I think your childhood 
has a lot to do with it. The class, yeah. your race, like everything. So yeah. Um, but the Libras I know are don't really seem to have too too much in common, other than like, well. The Libra women that I know don't really like to like be involved in confrontation for the most part. Oh, like they're you're more like whatever. I don't think I'm non-confrontational. I don't think I put myself in positions to be confrontational, but if yeah. I have to be, I will. Yeah, you're very, I would say, like, um, not outspoken, but, like, I don't know. You you wouldn't be one to shy away from a fight. But there's also a lot of shit where I feel like you just don't care. Like, you're like, no. I'm not going to argue about no. this. Like, I, okay, you're right. <laughs> no, but if it's worthwhile, like, someone will hear it from me mm-hmm. for certain. Yeah. But I don't know too, too much about Libras. The Libra men I know are fucking nuts. Like, nuts. So. So not balance at all. No. It's a weird balance. Like, like the one person that I know that's a Libra is, um, like, a super planner, but also, like, doesn't put too much stock into their plans. Like, they'll plan down to the detail, but if they fall through, they're kind of like, okay. And then the other one I know is, like, weirdly organized but disorganized at the same time. I think that's me. Yeah. Yeah, like, you have your shit together. You always pull through in the end, but, like, yeah, one to be like, where the fuck did I put that? <laughs> but you find it when you need it. I don't yeah. know. But that's all speculation because I really don't – I don't know too, too many Libras, and I really don't know much about them because, like I said – like, Pisces, I feel like I'm very strongly, like, understanding of because I know a lot, and they all have very similar traits. Even though they're very different people, they have similar traits and reactions to things. But, yeah. I don't know. I can't tell you much. That book could tell you all you need to know. Linda Goodman's uh, Sun Signs. All right. Written in the 60s. Nice. Quality. Thanks, Linda. Yeah. Um, what's next? How did we meet? Well, we met through my sister, Shayna Mickle. Yeah, former co-host. Yeah. So, I don't know how long ago that was. I guess, like, 2009, 8, maybe? Probably. When did you guys graduate? 2010. Yeah, I guess, like, maybe, like, 10 years now? Maybe not that long. I feel like I was, like, 16 when I met you, so... Well, we had to have met when I was in high school, right? Yeah. Because that one summer, your parents went away. We hung out that... But Shayna was... That was you like guys 2011. She was in college at that point. Were we that far into college? That was like 2011, wasn't it? Was it was her first year into college, yeah. Yeah, so nine years. That was great. <laughs> Shana and I bought a... Um, <laughs> Shana got her first credit card that year and when we threw all those parties. And oh, the we went to Walmart. <laughs> she bought... <laughs> Bought this canopy. It rained. It was shit outside. We were fucking monsters. We absolutely destroyed my parents' house. There was a party every night that week. Like, the entire patio door, still to this day, is completely off of the hinge because of him. Did your parents, like, freak out when they got home? Oh, yeah. Well, my dad especially freaked out because um, my brother had sold his weed. Oh, I thought we smoked his weed. Your brother sold it? I think we smoked some of it, and then when they were like, this is fucking mids, they, like, (laughs) sold it all. (laughs) 
I just remember we tried to bake brownies and we were smoking that oil soaked weed. And I will never forget the taste of that. Like it still comes back. It's dry. It It was was terrible. It literally looked like dry. It was so strange. I don't know why we tried to do that because we were like, we didn't think that the pot brownies worked. So we were like, we think we did this wrong. So then we tried to smoke the weed in order to like salvage it. Yeah. When in all reality, they probably did work and we were just such fucking stoners that like. We just, yeah, it didn't even affect us. Yeah. I was so afraid. I feel like also maybe we did it wrong too, though, because I've had pot brownies after that where I was like mm-hmm. on my ass, you know? So yeah. I don't know. Dude, the best pot brownie I had ever had was on the plane home from Jamaica, like right before the plane home from Jamaica. Me and Todd were on the bus to go to the airport. And he's like, we got to eat this before we get to the airport. Here you go. He, we split it. We each ate, ate half. And. His flight was before mine because he was going back to Florida. And he boarded and I was, like, sitting in the airport. And then I was, like, getting in line to get on the plane. And I was, like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> sitting in a middle seat next to this chill-ass black chick who just wanted to sleep. She was all rosted out. So I'm, yeah. like, this bitch is cool, people. Like, she don't care. But then this drunk-ass gangly white dude with his fucking nerdy ass like L.L. Bean fucking family next to him in the oh, up in the seats like God. you know the other row like, so he was in the aisle but the, he probably I don't know we, as soon as we got on the plane he ordered a fucking drink and I'm like this is gonna be a wild ride and he kept like trying to talk to me and I'm like I don't know my name right now. <laughs> like, I cannot. And I kept gripping. Like, I think there was, like, a normal amount of turbulence, but I was like, this is it, man. We're going down. I was, like, gripping. I couldn't figure out if I wanted my headphones on or off. Like, I was just like, I don't know. By the time we landed, I was like, whew. And he was like, that was a really smooth flight. And I was like, I can't tell if you're fucking being sarcastic <laughs> or if you could tell that I was fucking freaking out. Like, I don't know. That was the best pot brownie I've ever had. You say that's the best, but to me that sounds terrifying. Well, the strongest, I guess I should say. Yeah, you're like, that was great. And I'm like, that sounds like what fucking nightmare. It was only terrifying because I put myself in that fucking stupid middle seat. I think if I had not sat next to that dude, like if it was just the sleeping girl and like a normal person next to me, I might have been calmer. But his like reactions were like so much. I was just like, whoa, is there something wrong? Like, (laughs) I don't want to listen to you because you could tell that I'm eavesdropping. Like, I don't, it's just. You're probably just too (sighs) high also. Jamaica make them good brownies. I will tell you that much. Holy fuck. That sounds like a shroom brownie, actually. Yeah, I might have been. (laughs) (laughs) The way you're explaining it. (sighs) Yeah. So, lesson to be learned. Don't get too high before you get on the plane. Yeah, no, I don't think I'd be about that at all. Never again. Never never again. Uh, So, that's how we met. Been a long nine years. What you doing? You kind of talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but... I mean, is there anything for anyone to do right now? That's true. That's really true. Yeah. But, like, what's your general vibe? You're a student? You're graduating? You're looking for a job? I guess, yeah. If anyone wants to employ me. Yeah. I'm here. I'm barely employable. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I think you're a hard worker. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just going to be a well-read bartender forever. So that's what I think the whole deal is, actually. I don't know what I even got a degree for. You could do freelance. Like freelance what? Writing. Oh, Just yeah. on the side. I mean, 
Like, while you're bartending? It will literally be for free, but... Why? I get paid to freelance, right? It might take you a little while, but... I got on this Upwork site recently that I'm going to try to apply for different, like, gig-based things for. Like, people are like, rewrite this Wikipedia page. I'm like, I will apply to that. Yeah. Yeah. And they, like, pay per job. It's not, like, super-duper lucrative. And I hear that, like, you have to, like, have a good rating with the site, like, do a lot of work to get more work. So it's hard to, like, break in. But I'm like, if I have the time, I might as well just fucking apply to these things. Yeah, yeah. You think it's, like, the people paying someone, like, to edit their Wikipedia page and, like, make them look better? It's different for everything. Um, Probably. Pete Pete Buttigieg, okay, allegedly... His he was like a nobody really before he ran for office. Like, I mean, like he was mayor? the mayor. Yeah. yeah, he was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Which cool and all, but like a lot of mayors, like I don't know, nobody knows them. I guess if you Google them, it might come up, but it's not likely that they would have a Wikipedia page. Yeah. Anyway, there was this whole conspiracy going on that like he created this whole Wikipedia page for himself, like him and his team did, mm-hmm. and then like all of this money went into it or whatever. And then when people asked about it, they were like, but did you make this Wikipedia page? Because like, why is it here? Yeah. And he was like, no, no. And they just kept denying it. And they were like, look, dude, like nobody gives a fuck if you made this Wikipedia page, yeah. but like, just be upfront just about it. Made it. Yeah. Like, was it super like slanted toward him? Or? No, not at all. It was just like, I mean, it just shocking it didn't paint that he him had... in a bad light, but it also wasn't like, you know, like, Donald Trump is like, I'm doing the greatest things in the world, yeah. and I'm so great. Yeah. But at the same time, it was like, nobody gave a shit besides you and the people that you affiliate yourself with right. to make a Wikipedia page for you. <laughs> and still, he'll still deny it. Like, there's this whole podcast about it. It was hysterical, but he still denies it. Well, if that's the biggest of his lies, then. I'm just like, you had such a mega fan as South Bend, Indiana mayor that somebody made a fucking Wikipedia page for you? Maybe. You never know. Who knows? That's wild. That is wild. I was watching, um, this is so stupid, but Man vs. Food yesterday. Because me and my dad like to watch cooking shows together, get creative ideas to make, especially right now. Like I thought that was honestly like a... Not Geo show, like it was like. Oh no, it's like the dude where they like go to the food competitions. Okay. And he's got to like eat like the this fucking huge. It's foul. Like he eats like eight pounds of food in a half hour or whatever. You know what I'm talking about? Like the... yeah, it's just not even remotely what I was expecting by the title. <laughs> I had like when you said it was a Food Channel thing, I then thought it was like a naked cooking and competition. Afraid. First, I thought it was a naked and afraid. Then I thought it was a food competition, like you know. Here are your items. See what you can make. Yeah. But that sounds the most terrifying of all. And it's terrible because the last guy who did it, he, like, progressively gained weight and he had to leave the show because his health was, like, horrifying. So they got this new guy and I'm just watching him get bigger and bigger and I'm like, this cannot be good. Like, anywho, the point was they were in Fargo, which I guess is, like, a bigger city, but I always think of it as, like, Bodunk fucking North Dakota or whatever and the the people that were like in the crowds and in the restaurants and stuff now granted they could have been drawing like a more eclectic crowd or whatever and it is a city but I was kind of surprised that like they weren't all like plaid laden and farm people you know what I mean where was this at Fargo which is where you've never seen the show Fargo no oh and the movie well you start with the movie the movie is the OG um, it's in North Dakota. It's, like, really close oh, to okay. the Canadian border. It's, like, always snowing there. Have you seen North Dakota's meth campaign thing or no? What? No. Is it 
I think it might be South Dakota now that I'm thinking about it. I've been to South Dakota, fun Have fact. you? Yes. One of one of the Dakotas is apparently, like, meth-ridden, and it's a huge problem. So their government invested all this money into combating the huge meth problem that they have. And their great idea for the campaign was to put out a statewide commercial, and it was basically old people, children, high school students, and it's basically, like, from person to person, and it's, like, this old man farmer, and he's like, I'm on meth. And then it's, like, your grandma, like, down the street, and she's like, I'm on meth. And then they have, like, the high school football students, and they're like, I'm on meth. And then it's, like, the end, they're like, meth, we're on it. You know what I mean? Like, we're on top of it. So, like, I get what they were saying, but, like, there was something wrong with the comma placement, and it was just so fucking cringeworthy. That is such a fail. And you probably... It was bad. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's bad. They had the kids in it, too, and then they had, like, Granny in it. It was just like, oh, God. It's like saying, basically, like, look at me. I could be on meth. <laughs> right, like, any... They're like, well, anyway, you don't know who's on meth here. Yeah, the play on words is not whatever effective. Dakota. No, it was not a good look for them at all. Well, at least they tried. Like, you got fucking West Virginia. That's a cesspool. I know. For heroin and shit. I know. There is, like... When I used to work in the foreclosure industry, when we would get a property in West Virginia... We would, like, fight over who took it because you never wanted it because you could not get anybody to call you back. And I'm like, these laborers have to be on drugs. Now, that's a gross generalization, but, like, you could never get not anything. Not for West Virginia, it's not. You couldn't really. get a goddamn thing done because I'm pretty sure they got fucked up all the time. If I have any listeners in West Virginia, let me know. Are you yeah. on drugs? I'd love to know. Yeah. Actually, don't tell me that. It'll make me sad. Oh, he went to school there. That's right. Oh, my God. He's like, it's the worst fucking place on earth. And the governor is the most corrupt man in the history of governors. Which, I don't know if you've seen him during this pandemic and everything. His speeches are, like, they're funnier than Trump's, honestly. They're so pathetically dumb. (sighs) I cannot believe that this man is the governor. Like, if he's the governor... I'm going to take a crack at it. I'm running. You should. I am encouraging my educated friends to fucking run for office. I'm like, one of you has to no. because, like, we're going to end up with, like, it's going to be 2024. We're going to have fucking Joe Exotic as our fucking president. I swear to God. But you know what? It's American cancel culture. I can't run for anything ever. True. Somebody will cancel me in, like, tw- in 20 minutes. That's I put true. anything out. Done. Fucking yeah. done. Like a flood of just like skeletons out of the closet. I'll be like, oh, fucking <laughs> yeah. man, dude. This is not only can I not run for office, but I also can't ever leave the confines of my apartment ever again. <laughs> so I'm good. Just hold up. You just stick at the bar. That crowd won't be so judgmental. Exactly. No, I feel the same way. I've had people say, well, if you're so passionate about it, I'm like, I burnt that bridge back when I was like fucking 18. I right. don't, I don't right. think it's possible. I had Twitter when I was in high school i don't think it's possible we have myspaces that are still floating around i'm sure like mm, right don't think i'm not even talking about even i'm not even talking about social media because i feel like i haven't always been like i don't think there's anything on social media that would honestly be like so corrupt that it would like cost me everything i'm talking about like texts i've sent or yeah anything 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 digital literally anything pictures yeah photos yeah Texted photos. Yeah. 
Do you hear her picking up what I'm putting down? I'm pick- <laughs> so let me tell you this story before I finish your introduction, because this cracked me up. Like, it's these little things. So it must have been like a bot or something that texted my dad yesterday, <laughs> because it texted 20 people in a group message. And every phone number was like, um, like one off from his. You know what I mean? So his last numbers are like zero, zero, whatever. Yeah. And then it was like zero, 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 one, zero, 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 two, you know, like yeah. that kind of situation. So he gets this message and it says something to the effect of like, um, click here to get a refund. One of those spammy things. I got right? it yesterday too. Actually. Did you? Yeah. Citizens Bank. And I was like, I know this is a scam. And Citizens Bank, right before I got that, actually emailed me and was like, beware. And I had already gotten my $1,200 check, like, deposited. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm definitely not clicking that. His wasn't a Citizens Bank. You know what it was? I remember now. It was, if you put a Budweiser sticker on your car, they'll pay you to, like, promote the company or something. So my dad's like, I know it's not real, whatever. So when he's he's reading his phone to me and my brother on the couch, I'm assuming, like, this is a work group message and like somebody spammed them like it was an accident, like a personal number. You know, sometimes you get hacked or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know how, how Androids work. Like maybe that it's a possible thing that this yeah. just sent out to all these contacts. I didn't realize the numbers were all in a row. So I was like somebody and somebody said, stop, like as in like don't receive this text anymore. But he said, stop. And I was like, is that like one of your buddies? Like he was not communicating clearly because I don't think he fully understood what was happening on the phone. So I said, you should reply, send nudes. (laughs) So so he goes, and he tries to type send nudes, but he has stupid fucking autocorrect on. So it says send index. And then he he added nudes after it. Send index. that's funny like it's it's kind of funny until he gets a text back in the group message from my fucking mother because her phone number is one number off from his and she said what are you talking about oh my god no and I was like oh my god when your divorced dad doesn't understand group text messaging I was like that makes it so much funnier that you send said nudes because she's I know what the fuck is wrong with my single ex-husband like (laughs) I can't wait for her to ask me about it it's so funny but where was that what was the point of that I don't know Texting. Oh, about we were talking about uh, running for office and you know the, oh, yeah, the yeah, sending yeah. the text. You can't fucking you can't do anything anymore without like no. everyone's got some shit. You basically have to be born running for politics to be able to do it. Like yeah. what's her name, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez? Yeah. yeah, like I feel like she's been prepping for it her whole life, so there is like absolutely no evidence of her. Like she probably wouldn't be caught. Like. You know, like, there's yeah. people in oh, college yeah, yeah. that were super paranoid about yeah. having drinks in their hands and photos. Like, I was not one of them. No. I feel like a lot of that is relative at this point, right? Like, yeah, they, a lot of the stuff, and I know there's a lot of, um, there was the one politician recently, like, a female politician. She eventually ended up dropping out of whatever race it was she was in. But, like, someone had leaked her nudes or something. Mm-hmm. And for the most part now, people are like, you shouldn't drop out like that person's an asshole for doing that, yeah. you know? But at the same time, it's like, 
I'm not running for anything until my parents are dead. How about that? Because, like, whatever other shame, like, I'll be like, yeah, bring it on. Like, I don't care. Right. But, like, there's some shit that, like, you just, it doesn't matter how many people are backing you. It doesn't even matter if your parents are backing you through it. Like, there's some things that you, you just you don't just want don't people want, to know. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. No, I totally hear you. I feel like I took a huge risk with this podcast. I just fig- I just count on my grandparents not knowing how to listen to it. Yeah, like, they won't. I don't know. But, like, same with, like, my sexuality. Like, if I were to ever, like, actually, like, date a female that I want to marry, like, I always think about it. I'm like, I think I'd have to wait until my grandparents died before I got married. Honestly, and I hate to say that, but like I don't know, just some things you know, some whole yeah. like wormholes you don't want to go down. Yeah, I get it. Um, so what uh, freaks you out? What makes you tick? What gives you anxiety? What you can talk about? What pisses you off? You could talk about the reason I wanted you on was one out of convenience, but two because <laughs> well, I'm having a hard time with like doing remote stuff because nobody has fucking microphones. And I don't expect yeah. people to, but, like, I can't mail you a microphone in time for this kind of thing. So, um, but you tweeted something super intriguing. Which was what? About, like, how you, I'm paraphrasing, so, like, this probably isn't necessarily what you meant, but, like, how you'll be sitting there thinking about something and it'll creep into your oh, mind, like. all the time. How cringe, just cringeworthy things that have happened in the past. yeah. Um, well, I'll tell you one thing that pisses me off is I've worked for my boss who I fucking hate. I hope he listens to this and fires me so I can collect unemployment, <laughs> honestly, because I'd be making more than I make right now working for his dumb ass. Um, anyway, um, he, he still calls me Laura and I'm just like, my name is not fucking Laura. And it might be one thing for a stranger to be like, Laura. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like you fucking like call I'm at a sandwich place and you call out my name. Yeah. And it's Laura yeah, and yeah. You, got it. you know, whatever. My name's not normal, but like we're talking, I've worked for this guy for months now and there's no one else in the office on most days except he and I, and he still has, and I've corrected him so many times. So today we were in like a zoom meet, like a lunch zoom meeting because technically tax season ended so like he bought us all lunch and we had like and he gave us like drinks and everything and um which was nice but he's still an asshole (laughs) (laughs) assholes can do nice things once i guess i just can't stand him he really he really pisses me off and we're in the zoom meeting and or it's not zoom it's something of that nature it doesn't fucking matter anyway um he's talking about something and he keeps saying laura laura and so I write in the group chat, which, like, comes across the screen mm-hmm. for everybody. I'm like, my name's Lara, not Laura. And everyone's like, yeah, get him, Lara. I'm like, <laughs> he doesn't apologize. He just totally, like, oh, he that really never addresses off. it. He never apologizes. He never addresses it. And then continues to call me Laura. Like, and then, like, 40 minutes after the meeting, like, called me Laura. And I'm just like, honestly, like. At this point, that seems I hope you catch the fucking virus, dude. <laughs> like, I really fucking hate your guts, man. <laughs> Like, you're such a shithead. I think you get, like, a one-month grace period of, like, yeah. learning someone's name. But you say your name's not uncommon, but, like, or not common, but I used to um, clean for this lady. Her granddaughter's name was Lara. Like, I feel like I, I've not directly, like, have been, but I've encountered quite a few Lara, not quite a few. That's a gross exaggeration, but, like, several. So it's not like your name is, like, 
right. something so exotic. It's also not like it's four letters, right? Like we're talking four letters. It's like not- you know how to phonetically pronounce words, right? Like if you don't know how to say yeah. that. So you would think that you'd be able to do that with a person's name, especially as like a 50-something-year-old man. And it's not hard to pronounce. No. You know? You, it's not I'm like always just like... Laura or right. something crazy. Right. Laura is more... I mean, I think it's more difficult yeah. than Lara, yeah. Sarah, Tara, Kara, and yeah. then all of a sudden you want to add a U to my fucking name. Why? <laughs> Why are you adding a letter? Like, I didn't, one, I didn't pick my fucking name. I didn't ask for this curse, yeah. okay? I didn't ask to be called the wrong name my whole life. But, like, if you're going to employ me and then have a meeting and address me to everybody and then call me Lara yeah. the whole time, like, you just, I don't have any respect for you <laughs> if you don't even have enough respect to say my name right. It's also kind of, like, not far from, like, Larry, like Lara. It's not right. difficult. It's not. It's so not difficult. So I'm trying to think of an example of a name that I'm like, it's hard for me to say that. It's like just it the American English language. They want to add a U. Like Shana, Shauna. Why? Yeah. Why do we want to add U's to places that they don't belong? Yeah. I actually, um, when I got into my car accident, the owner, not the driver, but the owner, take a picture well the driver's name was Shonda and her mom was the car owner and her name was Shonda and I'm like that seems a little ridiculous but <laughs> confusing <laughs> I'm like do, when you're screaming from downstairs to upstairs like isn't there confusion with you girls like I would be so mad they have to have a nickname for one of you well like think about the son's name that like my brother's Paul right. my dad's Paul right. and whenever we would say Paul like my brother my dad would answer and we'd always be like why the fuck will we be calling you Paul dad You're, yeah like, right right <laughs> I was gonna say you call Paul Bober but like no well, we did because because of the mass confusion with my father thinking that we're calling him by his first name because why? Oh, your dad's such a goofball. But her name was Shauna and it she spelled it just like Shana and I was like, fuck, I need to pronounce this right like every time. But like it Shauna's not that crazy. Like Shauna. It's like Anna Anna. Like but I don't know. I just don't think it's that crazy to like I get she it. She spelled and it how it. my sister spells yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, see. So it's a little bit deceiving like that there's a girl who I went to high school with. Her last name was Lara. And so her name was Bertha Lara. And if she's listening to this, shout out Bertha Lara. Um, <laughs> but she would say Bertha Lara. And I'm like, you're giving me a bad fucking name here. Right. You're confusing people. Right. Yeah, I went through it because I used to get Casey all the time. And that's a big reason why I don't go by that name that we will not say on this podcast. Right. Because it's not my name. Right. My name is fucking Cassandra. Yeah. And like... People will call me Cassandra, and it doesn't really, like, rub me the wrong way unless, like, we're on that, like, friendship acquaintance level. And I'm like, hey, listen, it's Cassandra. Like, I am the most white Philadelphian. It's Cassandra. Okay, like, for me, with that, I almost feel like that might be an accent kind of thing, right? Like, totally. there's people who say Lara, and there's people who say Lara. But to me, that's not something like I'm not like I need to correct you on how you say it because I don't even think about that. But if you're saying Laura, you just added a letter to my name. That's true, not there, true, you true. know. Yeah, because uh, my friend Hannah, she she talks about it a lot, like Hannah or Hannah. Hannah sounds like Pocahontas. So. Yeah, she doesn't say it that dramatically. I can't even tell the difference because it's an accent thing that mm-hmm. like I just say Hannah. But, like, mm-hmm. there's some emphasis that she puts it's on like it. It's like the Hannah, mad, bad, Hannah. sad thing. Yeah. You know I mean? Where mad, I would say bad. mad, bad, sad. Yeah. But people with a Jersey accent are, like, they extend the A. Yeah. But when people intentionally are, like, 
Cassandra. Like, that is spelled with a U. Like, that is not... It just sounds super pretentious, too. Yeah. Pretentious or, like, very culturally black, which is fine, but it's just not how I say my name. Yeah. It's Cassandra. I also had the hardest time pronouncing my name for a long time. Like, I think that's why I went by that other name, because it was, it's hard to say Cassandra for me. I get, the more I do it, it's easier. But, like, when I was in, like, elementary school, I could never say my name. Something weird about it. I don't know why. Sounds like an, I feel like that was, like, an inner battle, maybe. I don't know if it's a battle (laughs) so much as just, like, I can't pronounce things. (laughs) It's strange. I don't know. So, what else? What else? Freaks you out, gives you anxiety. Oh, freaks me out. Um, what gives me anxiety? People, it's like slow walkers, give me fucking oh. anxiety, dude. Slow anything. Yeah, like if you're not moving with some sort of fire under your ass, I just don't. We're not gonna get along. I can relate when I have something to do. Like if I'm taking a walk with somebody, I'm good at like matching paces. But I'm not talking about like leisurely activity. I'm talking about yeah, like you're, you're at the grocery store. Like, why are you moving at a sales pace? And then that's fine if you want to move at that pace, right? But like, there's lanes in, like, in real life as well as on the road. Yeah. Right. So like, you know, stay to the left, stay to the right when you're going. You know, and people who just take up the whole aisle and then are just like, like yep. get the fuck out of the way. And especially during this time where people's like, like. Senses are, like, heightened. Everything is tense. And you're in the grocery store. And I've only gone, like, three times, I think, since this all, like, since the beginning of it. But the three times I've gone, you got that one fucking strap on that's, like, la-di-da, doing fucking ballet, looking in the aisles. And it's, like, dude, like, you realize we're not supposed to be right next to each other. So the fact that you're, like, taking up the whole fucking, it's common courtesy, like I feel like out of I don't even care about way. it right now. I'm just talking about people who are like that all the time and it just fires me up. No, like, they are, but especially right now it pews me. Like I'm the person that will like go down the other aisle to cut back around to like avoid people, but right now it's so annoying cuz I don't want to be in there. I'm like Yeah. I don't mind shopping generally. Like I'll do it. But I'm also like in there for a purpose and I don't feel like it's necessary to be like I don't know. Maybe I'll pick this up. Like Right, like that's like a leisure shopping activity yeah. like if you're at Marshalls for clothing. Like, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even still, get the fuck out of the lane. Yeah. Yeah. Just move aside. Right. Make enough space. You're allowed to be indecisive, just don't be in the way of everybody else. Right? That's how I feel. And I'm I feel like I'm super aware of like, oh, I'm sorry, like I'm blocking this part of the aisle. Like you need to get behind me. Like I try to be very Yeah. Yeah. cognizant of the space that I take up. But so many people aren't, dude. No. So I'm trying to think of another place where people walk and they just, like, stop. Like, theme parks where any of the public places we're not allowed to be right now when people yeah. are just, like, walking. I mean, or New York City's the worst. Oh, my God. New York no. City, there's no potential to speed walk whatsoever. No. You're going the same pace as everybody else. You're never going around anybody because there's literally no room on the sidewalk. I hate New York. I really fucking do. <laughs> New York City. City, yeah. Queens is cool. I've been to Queens. Like, the World's Fair Museum in Queens is super fucking cool. Um, it's actually, like, where the Ramones are from. So, like, that whole area, like, Forest Hills... Super cool, but New York City, I could literally live the rest of my life 
Never go back again. Be absolutely ecstatic to never fucking go back again. I like to visit from time to time. um, But after you're done there, like when you... I take the train. We did too. That was also terrible. It was around Christmas time. Shane and Paul wanted to go. I was not having it. I I don't go... If I'm going at Christmas time, I'm going like in November for Christmas things. It was like early January. We had gone after Christmas and it was just... That bad, really? It was... They were like... Shana and Paul both said to me they brought me because it was so fucking dumb we went there with no purpose no Just outline or anything that we were doing yeah, yeah they were like we're gonna go see the tree we're gonna go see the tree and I was like yeah no we definitely can't go to Philadelphia and see a big ass tree with fucking lights on it but like I'm totally about it because this is what you guys want to do like sure whatever so then I'm like okay well why don't we do this and they're like no no we don't want to do that we don't want to do that we don't want to do that whatever um, long story short we ended up going I guess we were in Central Park I don't don't fucking know where we were at, but, um, my brother kept being like, we're gonna, like, we're gonna go to Stuart Little Lake, Stuart Little Lake, and then, like, kept asking, we were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Kept going up to random people and being like, excuse me, do you know where Stuart Little Lake is? And we were just like, what is is Stuart Little Lake? (laughs) So, he was just being an asshole, but he was referring to, in the movie Stuart Little, where he does the boat, you know what I mean? (laughs) So, anyway. Isn't that the Hudson? <laughs> it probably is. So, anyways. So, he's, like, going up to all these old people, and most of them were like, Stuart Little Lake. Like, what are you talking about? Anyway, long story short, he gets us to some lake that someone directs us to, where they're like, I don't know if it's Stuart Little Lake, but there's this fucking dirty-ass lake over there if you want to go look at this. I didn't say that, but you get the gist of it. And so he brings us there, and him and Shana are both, like, we get down there, and it's this dirty-ass fucking lake. Like, when I say dirty, I mean, like, we're talking, like, dirty, like, was the Shannon Creek dirty. lake or, like, a pond? I don't, I don't know. It was a dirty body of water in New York City. Like, I don't, it had, it had no significance to me, really. It was bigger than a puddle, not, I don't, maybe it was a lake. I don't remember. I've repressed the memory because it was so irritating to me. Anyway, I am. I'm traumatized. So they're like, both Paul and Shane are like, so Lara, like elbow nudging me. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you think? It. And I'm like, yeah, like, it's great. <laughs> and both of them are like, we could take you to the fucking Eiffel Tower and you'd still be miserable. And I'm just like, all right, well, I guess this, this is, is quite like the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So I mean, Be- better off at fucking Levittown Lake. <laughs> right. Let's just go to the fucking Chamonix Creek. I mean. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I don't know. People tell tell me all the time, like, as a writer or whatever, like, you really should move to New York. Or, like, as a creative, like, you should really move to New York. And I'm like, first of all, what do you think I'm made of? I can't afford rent in Bucks County. Right. What do you think? Second of all... That is where the fucking zombie apocalypse starts. Like, that's why everybody's out of fucking New York right now. Like, I went there one, one uh, like, two years ago for a music festival. I think it is the only time that I've ever stayed in New York overnight. I'm pretty sure we were in the village, which was also, like, cool. Like, more yeah. Philly-like. Yeah. And uh, we took the ferry over to the island. And when you're on the river... Just, like, looking at the apartment buildings and realizing, like, they're packed like fucking sardines. Yeah. How many people... And, like, I watch Hoarders, man. People are fucking disgusting. Like, 
You get one fucking hoarder that accidentally falls asleep with a cigarette on a stack of newspapers. Your whole building is going, no. New York, I would die. I would literally die in New York. Yeah. I, I could never do it. And then they just put you on fucking dead body island. Yeah, right. Right? I would do the situation where, like, I lived in North Jersey and commuted into the city yeah. if I had a job. a lot of people do that, so. But I could never live there. But I, yeah. I like to go up every once in a while. My former roommate has an apartment there now, and I really want to go up and visit him. Just because yeah. I feel like he's got, like, the non-touristy cool things to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, I like, I don't want to slam all of New York, right? Because New York's a fucking huge state. Mm -hmm. And it's not just New York City. But like when people say New York, they're talking about New York City. Right. It's like, it is the fucking worst. It's not aces. It's hell on earth. Yeah. Like if I were like, if I were going to hell, someone was like, you're banished to hell, Lara. It would just be me just like wandering the streets of New York City around Christmas time for the rest of eternity. Like that's. (laughs) What hell looks like Every today. taxi passes you by. <laughs> Not that you would <laughs> want to get in them because they all smell. <laughs> Do you like Philly? I like Philly, yeah. I mean, I like... There's certainly more parts of Philly that I like more than Center City, but I would take Center City Philly 50,000 times over New York yeah. City for certain. Yeah, I think I'm super partial to Philly, and it's a different culture. Like, listen, Philly people are not the kindest, but New Yorkers are nasty. Yeah, they're the worst. Like, really not nice people. And I've been to L.A. I thought L.A. was cool, but, like, everything's very impersonal there. I feel like there's kind of, like, a camaraderie in Philly to a degree. I think most of it's probably based around the sports teams, but I don't know. I, I would love to live in Philly. I just love the whole Letterkenny L.A. thing. Like, oh, L.A. And I'm like, yeah, that is spot on, dude. <laughs> I've been catching up. I'm almost caught up. So, oh, my God. I can't wait to get to the culture section with you. I have to talk to you about something. But, okay. Um, so anything else? I don't know. I feel like maybe come back to me on what freaks me out. I can't think of anything right now. Are you anxious about getting a job or are you just kind of like... It is what it is. Well, it's kind of, like, tumultuous for everybody right now. Yeah, I'm less anxious about getting a job because I know that I can always find some sort of bartending gig. I'm more concerned about getting insurance because there Mm. are, like, I've had migraines forever. So, like, I get, like, a shot, like, every month for, like, having migraines. And it's, like, they're, like, debilitating. Like, that's, like, something that I can't live without that medication. But it's also, like, without insurance, like, uh, like... Four or five hundred dollars shot. So like yeah, that's, that's something to me that's like terrifying to not have. Um so I mean I'm worried about insurance more than anything else. So I'm like, if anybody's like tr- trying to get married who has like great insurance, like <laughs> I don't bring anything to the table. I'm like maybe an eight, eight and a half. You don't even have to live together. Um, you don't You're have a to ten, bitch. Get out I would consummate the marriage <laughs> if you wanted me to. If you also never wanted to speak to me, I'd be totally fine with that, too. And I would pay in for the insurance. It's just that I don't have much more to offer than that. Well, if you were to just full-time bartend, you could probably get away with, like, a really good rate for the state health care. Probably that, not that, with your job if right If that now. remains, though. Yeah, if it remains. That's the thing. It's and that's the, that's the worst part is, is, like, I'll be... I'll be banished from my mother's insurance by the time all of this is like, is it going to stay or is it going to go? Right. So that's what I'm nervous about, but not so much getting a job. I know I'll always find some sort of job somewhere. Right. I feel like I know enough people and I've had enough bosses who are like 
who have liked me in the past that yeah. someone will get me in somewhere. Well, if it makes you feel any better when I... I left my secretary job to work in the foreclosure industry because of healthcare purposes. Like, I needed to be making enough money to whatever. And I lost my insurance when I was 26. And the week I turned 26, I lost my job. So I, like, got this job to get the insurance. And right before they had to start paying for my insurance... I mean, I would have paid into it, but yeah, it was yeah. really reasonable... The, the month that it would have happened, they were like, we're going to have to let you go. And I was just like, dude, like, why did I bother with this detour in my life? Ugh. Like, I don't want to be in this industry. This is fucking miserable. So yeah. the, it'll always work out. You'll figure it out. My brother is dealing with the same shit. But you got, you got two years, don't you? 26? No, because it's my mom's employer and I'm literally like the last person, like the last child that he's allowed to be on anyone's insurance anymore um and he tried to take me off like two or three years ago because i don't live with my mom anymore right i haven't i haven't lived with my mom in four years yeah i guess that makes sense um but my mom fought with him and and so i'm still on the insurance i mean like he's a good guy but like i get you know like i understand where he's coming from yeah at the same time i don't want to be fucked so yeah, you'll figure it out. There's always some... I don't have health insurance right now, but I'm fortunate that I don't need... Like, if you're getting something, like, that major, yeah. you definitely need to get on it. Yeah. I just wish that it was, like... I wish that they would refill it for three months at a time, so then that way, like, when that time comes, it's like I have them stocked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. But um, they don't, so... Yeah. It is what it is. That's... That's a big concern for everybody right now. Yeah. And I don't think we have any sort of hope for universal health care in the impending months. I hate to be negative. You never know. Like yeah. Something crazy could happen, but I don't foresee. Might be able to, like, drive up to Canada and just, like, buy them black market. You probably would. Or, like, that online would probably even. be your best bet. What is it? What's the medication? It's called a Jovi. It's a shot. It's a literal shot. Um... Can you get, like, an off-brand or something? Well, I don't care. I, I guess think that is the off-brand. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure. Yeah. And then also, like, you can't really, like, I mean, I, I could give it to myself. I don't really want to. Yeah. Kind of freaky to give yourself a shot. It's oh, not yeah. small. Where do you take it? In your, in your... No, it's, a, it's in the back of your arm. Oh. But it's pretty fucking big. And it's also, like, how do you get that angle on yourself? I'll give like, it to you. It's in the back of your arm. Yeah, let's... I'll do shit. it. If we'll it's watch a YouTube cheaper, video. <laughs> yeah, let's YouTube it. I YouTube everything. I actually, one time, I broke the front screen of my iPhone. This was, like, years back. Yeah. This is when you could take it apart. Same. You could replace the back and I everything. Did it, yeah. I thought I could replace the front with a YouTube tutorial. So I bought the screen yeah. on eBay, whatever, bought all the tools. Only thing I didn't buy was there was this mat that was magnetic that they sold. That to basically stick let all your you, screws on Right. There. And mm-hmm. I was just like, well, I'll just draw a... <laughs> I'll just draw a map on paper that looks like this oh. map, and then I'll just put everything in the places. It'll be just, like, operation. It's going to be great. Yeah. Long story short, took the entire phone apart, had no fucking idea how to put it back together. Really? And just had no phone for, like, probably two months, because my mom was so livid that, like, I thought that I could do that. That, that was just, it. like, you can go fuck yourself, Lara. I changed my front and my back, but I did it. I watched the YouTube video as I did it, like, on my laptop or whatever. Yeah. And I, like, stuck the screws to a piece of tape in order. So then I just, like, kind of went back in reverse and took them back. You're better than me. 
I mean, it was like the four or something. They were so easy. Now that's this what stuff the, is such That's a what pain. it was that yeah. I did that with. I'm pretty sure I had it on paper and I had them labeled and then I like sneezed. Yep. I've done it before where I've dropped it, but I kind of figured it out. One time I had an extra screw and I was like, oh, that's Because I did it two times, two different phones. Wow. Um, I think the, the only one I could make it up to was five because these bitches are. Just, yeah, they, I mean, they make like it now, so you shit. can fucking do that shit. Yeah. But if you ever need a phone place, I just broke my phone. Um, Easy Repairs in Ben Salem, highly recommended. Really? Is it expensive? I mean, I paid one sixty. Oh no, maybe one twenty. But it's like two hundred for them to for Apple to replace it. And like, I need my fucking phone. Like, it locked me out. The whole top half of the screen wasn't working. This has been my fucking not my luck because every time it is my fault for doing stupid shit. I break my fucking phone, crash my fucking car. I'm like, what is the next goddamn thing? Because it comes in threes. That's death. (laughs) Oh, hopefully. I could be so lucky. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Not tragic events. I'm happy to be alive. That was so genuine. So do you know anybody that has this virus? Because I'm asking everybody. My cousin Tony has it, actually. Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. What, do you know how he contracted it by any he chance? He works in a nursing home. He's oh. like a physical therapist in a nursing home, so I'd imagine that's how. That is one of the worst places to be right now. Yeah. That shit is yeah. blowing up in those recovery places and nursing homes. Yeah. Jesus. Is he doing okay? I think so. Yeah, he's all right. Is I he mean, he's definitely like, no, he's not hospitalized, at least that I know of right now. Um, he just said, you know, the first day or two. At least the first day or two that you know that you have it, you're, like, super sick. Like, you can't even, like, move because you're just, like, you just have the chills and you're just, like, fucking dying. It's like having the flu. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it's just, like, you're out of breath with, like, everything that you do. So, like, you, like, can't go further than, like, from your bed to the bathroom because, like, you're out of breath just from doing that. So That's crazy, man. Yeah. So did he get tested after showing symptoms or? I guess. I mean, he also works in the nursing home, so they take the temperature and everything every day. So I wonder if that's how he got tested. True. Um, but he also has a wife and a baby that he's that's living with. Bad. And so, like, she made him go. The whole situation is, I don't think I should talk about this on here, so maybe cut. Oh, I'll cut it. Well, I mean, you don't have to cut the whole thing. But, no, like, but you can, starting yeah. now, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, like, she made him go to my aunt and uncle's house, and they're, like, old. So we were like, well, why would you send him there when you guys have been living together anyway and he's been with the baby and if he has it and you've both been exposed, then you've definitely both been exposed. Right. right. So like why send him to two old people who are definitely vulnerable? They both work in a hospital. Right. So it's just like all around irresponsible for him to go there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Because at the end of the day, they have a young baby who's a healthy like, little chunk, you know? Yeah. And she's a healthy young lady, like... I think babies are at a higher risk, so I would understand, but I would I get probably... The, I get the baby, right? But they both get tested. the baby and give the baby to the grandparents exactly. or something. Exactly, and that's what we all said, but the whole... She was getting tested, and they were waiting for her test results, and depending on what happened... Basically, she had said, if I test positive, then... Um, we're getting a divorce. He can come home... <laughs> He can come home and they just have to wear gloves and a mask on the baby. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you all get tested? And then if you come yeah. back positive, you send the baby to someone else. Like, if the baby doesn't have it, send him to someone else 
who, like, is going to be able to, you know what I mean? Because like, she should be able to get automatic free testing because she's yeah. ex- in direct contact with somebody right. positive. I don't so. know, though. Everywhere's different with all this shit. It's yeah. all fucking... Uh, yeah, I mean, as far as I know, they're fine, but I do know that my cousin Tony had it, so. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. You're the first person that I've met that knows somebody that, yeah. I've, I've talked to, be, seen people on social media where, like, their siblings or whatever has had it. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. But, like, one person, her grandmother has it, but she's in one of those homes, so yeah. it's kind of like, it's almost inevitable, I hate to say it. Um, but other than that, I really haven't met anybody, which is encouraging to me. Yeah. It means my friends are staying safe and... Bucks County has done a really good job, though. Like, if you look at the maps and everything, mm-hmm. uh, which is good, but... It makes me kind of nervous just being so close to Jersey, though, and the fact that, like, a yeah. lot of people along this 95 corridor are going to get their liquor from New Jersey, mm-hmm. so, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but... Well, that's good. Yeah. So anything else you want to talk about before we uh, get to the final segment? What's the final segment? Pop culture. Oh, okay. Actually, I do have a funny story. Yeah. So I thought of this just thinking of cringeworthy things. Um, a few years ago when Shayna came home from Bloomsburg, she wasn't even like smoking anymore at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I was still smoking, obviously. And I was like... She had just gotten home, and I was like, come on, like, let's go smoke. And she's like, I really don't want to even smoke that much anymore. Like, I don't want to smoke. Like, I'm not really interested in it. I'm like, come on, come on. I'm, like, peer pressuring her. I'm like, yeah, you have to smoke with me. Like, whatever. She's like, whatever, fine. So, like, begrudgingly, it goes and smokes with me. And she's like, well, where are we going to smoke at? And I'm like, well, <laughs> like, in your car. Like, what do you mean? She's just like, you're fucking, like, you're an asshole. Well, that's but what whatever. I always smoked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, whatever. Who gives a shit? She's parked behind my mom. And, um... So we go out, we smoke, and my everything's mine. Like, she wasn't even smoking. So then we go and we go to bed, and then um, the next day, my mom comes home on her lunch break and is like, you're coming to the door, and she's like, we're both sleeping still, pretty much. And she's like, Shayna, I have a bone to pick with you. And then, like, the door flies open, and my sister's, like, kind of, like, half up, like, is, like, looking at, like, her face is, like, down, and she's, like, looking at my mom. And my mom's like, this morning, I went to move your car, and there was a bag of herb on the seat. (laughs) And I literally was in my fucking toilet, like, trying so hard not to burst into laughter. And she, Shayna looks over at me, and she's like, so fucking pissed. Like, I didn't even want to smoke, and you made me go out and smoke. But it's so fucking funny that my mom is like, my mom fucking acts like she's a, a bag of herb. Like, shut I think up, it's Linda. Like, to call it herb. You were like, no, like, she's so full of shit. I thought it was fucking hysterical. Still to this day, I remember it like it was yesterday. There was a bag of herb on your seat. Oh my God. Who says that? Yeah, like, she cares about that. Like, I. That's why I would get so annoyed when my parents would come at me for smoking. Because, like, we, when we were little kids, like, they used to hide their tinnies in that little cabinet above yeah. the oven. Yeah. Like, I know what you did, mm-hmm. you fucking assholes. Like, I could be addicted to heroin. Yeah. Yeah. It's hypocritical. It's funny. So hypocritical. But, I mean, but they know now, like. Yeah. Well, we're, you're all adults, like. Like, I smoke with my dad now. I don't do smoke you? that much anymore, but. If I do smoke, I'll smoke with my dad here and there. Yeah. But. Yeah, I don't, I, 
do, I do when, like, people are smoking, but I haven't bought weed. I was at the beginning of the quarantine smoking those vape pens, but... Oh, they're such bad news, though. It's bad news all around. You can just have it anywhere all the time. And then I'm, like, eating all the food, and I'm, like... Stop. I am I not in my productive summer body mode? And, like, yeah. So I just haven't been in, like, maybe two weeks now. Haven't. And like I said, I'll hit it if, like, I'm socializing with people. But, like, we're not doing that right now either. So. Yeah. Allegedly. I, uh, yeah, allegedly. <laughs> I can't. I can't justify also, like, spending money on that when, like, so much yeah. of my life is in uh, financial turmoil. I understand. <laughs> I understand that. I'm also trying not to drink from... The, I started on the 13th. 13 to 13, I'm doing it. Wow. Trying. I mean, not trying. I don't The 13th drink. of this month? Yeah, I started on... What was it, Monday? I, I drank on Easter Sunday, obviously, with my family just hanging, but... On the Lord's Day? Yeah, this poor one out for Jesus. Did you guys he have hurricanes? Do <laughs> you guys do Edward Forty hands? No, no, no. We're a Tito's family for sure. <laughs> that is class. Jesus approves. It, Jesus is approving of that potato vodka. Yeah, he or loves the potatoes, man. And um, he's a true potato man. We had some white claws. Okay. Okay. So okay. we kept it mild. You guys do white outs? They're my favorite. Well, you you taught me what a whiteout is. And good stuff, man. You ruined me, so we will never do that ever again. Oh, you didn't do that. Did you show no, your I, family at least? I did. Not with my family. No, I oh. did them that weekend. The last weekend we were together, right before the fucking quarantine started, when we were at Shana's, and oh, you yeah. taught me what a whiteout was, and I died at least three times that weekend. <laughs> so we you know, weren't even drinking whiteouts all three nights. I mean... It was just the first night, and then you danced with that pole. That was bad. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yo, I ripped night. my whole pants, the whole butthole of my pants. I bent. It was like that episode of SpongeBob. I heard it. It was like... Shh, and I was like, oh my fucking God. If I didn't have that sweater on, my entire asshole would have been You were out. lucky to have the sweater, man. Yeah, and I never wear underwear either, so it was just like fucking oh. bad news, dude. I was really lucky to have that sweater. Yo, that is one thing about this quarantine. Like, I have not been wearing underwear or fucking uh, bras at all. And I'm like, don't fucking Skype me. Because <laughs> you guys don't me from here up. Yeah, don't know? FaceTime me. If you yeah. FaceTime me and you can only see my, like, double chin, like, you know that I'm pretty much naked. Like, <laughs> if I have to wear a mask and gloves, I am not wearing a bra and underwear. I feel you. Like, it's yeah. too much. Yeah. The underwear are too much. I do, I'll wear, like, these are, like, stupid-ass, like, um, I don't want to fuck this up, but they're, like, not, I wear sports bras most of the time, I don't even yeah. wear a real bra. That looks anymore. like my bra, like, Forever 21, no yeah. underwire. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's all it is. Same, Super I don't have enough boobs. I don't really anymore, either. So what's the point? I used to have boobs. Yeah. So. Sad. I never did. I mean, they look bigger when I'm chunkier, but we're not trying, that's not Yeah, that's goal. what I'm saying, that's the only reason mine were ever bigger, so. Yeah. We're looking for Fit Girl Summer, even if it's only behind the camera. <sighs> All right. Well, you want to talk about what you're watching, what you're listening to, what reading? Watching? What are you doing to pass your time during this quarantine? I just have a lot of fucking homework. That's um, the point. So you're still going to school online, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Definitely. It really sucks. I'm not about it. I have a coding class. 
Those are fucking horrible. We were talking Ugh. about this. I hated that class. If I could, pay, if there's anyone listening to this who can do my final project for me, I will pay you. You name your price. What do you have to do? Create a website? Yeah, basically, and like hype myself up when I don't really bring anything to the table. I already have it all laid out, so it's like if you can just make it, and it's like very basic too, because I know what I'm capable of. What are you looking so, for? Like, content? Yeah. Oh, I'll write your content. No, I don't need anyone to write anything. It's already written. It's just the code. Like, it's like the code itself, like, making the layout for the page. Like, I'm terrible at it. Oh. Like, are I literally have your- all of the writing for it. It's just a matter of, like, someone making it into an HTML. Oh. What are you, are you using Dreamweaver? No, I have uh, BB Edit. Oh, I didn't know. I was going to say, if you're using Dreamweaver, I could probably help you a little bit. I don't but. even know. I, I feel like they're all the same, right? Like, you do, like, the HTML, and then you get the CSS. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, but um, I also did this six years ago, so I don't know if I could fucking pick it up anymore. Also, why? Like, I pay Wix to do that for yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> like, my website is Wix, and, like, I pick where everything goes, but they're like... Do you want this font or this font? Like, yeah. I'm not coding that shit. Like, yeah, it's ugh. fucking terrible. The most annoying part about it is the fact that it's an English class. It's a part of my fucking English degree that I have to take the class. I'm like, How, this isn't even remotely English. I feel like most of it is coding. That's weird. So much, like, so little of the class is actually focused on the writing at all. So it's just strange to me that it's a it's a 3000 level English class. Like it doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, to me. mine was a 3000 level journalism class, but it made sense if you wanted to go into like web so stuff. So like it makes way more sense for a journalism yeah. major than an English major. Yeah. And mine was an elective. Like I could have taken another like 300 level class I just felt like that would make me more marketable and honestly it does you'd be surprised people look at my web or my resume and they're like oh you can do this blah 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 blah. and I'm like yeah but not that but don't ask me to I'm not (laughs) doing that well like I can understand the basic shit like if you needed me to go in and change a color to an existing thing but I can't build a fucking page like oh god it's so terrible our final project we got paired with partner and yeah. I did all the content, and he just did the layout, so I plugged in all the content at the end, and I, he was, like, a fucking genius. I was the weakest person in that class, and I think he paired me with, like, the best person. Oh, God, and I wish my teacher would have done that. I was actually, never, like, all gung how to, like, work in fucking groups, that's for sure. Me so. either, but, and uh, this kid was, like, one of my, like, I was his boss at the, at our job at school, so I was like, I can have some pull. Like, I'll throw him some fucking phonathon bucks if he, like, does all this shit. Oh I was, it, it worked out amazingly, because I thought I wasn't going to pass that class. I got a C, but whatever. It was fine. Ugh. Anywho. What so. a fucking class. But watching, I'm not, I've, I've seen Tiger King. Yeah, I don't want to commit to anything new right now because I want to finish my semester and then I can like commit to whatever. But yeah, I keep I've been rewatching Arrested Development, which is fucking great, and I don't think it gets enough. So I like Arrested Development, but like not. I think it's a little overrated. Really. I think I think it's great. I think it's hysterical. I think it's funny, but not like. There are some episodes where I'm like rolling on the floor laughing, yeah. and then there's some where I'm like, oh, that's a little flat. But the fucking mom, she is great. Oh my god, she's hysterical. 
they do have a great cast and the characters are good, but some of the storyline is just like, oh, I don't know, a little much for me. I'm watching um, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, I do love Curb, too. Curb is one of those shows that I can only watch a couple episodes at a time, and then I'm just like, this is, like, even cringier than The Office. Same. Like, it's just, like, the secondhand embarrassment hurts so bad. It is so, so awkward. I can't, like, I can't take it. Mm -hmm. I I really can only do, like, two episodes, and then I'm like, all right, I need something to actually make me laugh, because as much as I'm laughing, I'm like... It makes you know what it is. It, it I have PTSD from it because I'm like, remember that cringeworthy thing that you did that was sort of similar to this? Yep. And then you just kept digging the grave even deeper, like Larry David always does. Yeah. So that's like that's a triggering one for me. But I do love. I mean, Larry David's great. So. But I do, I do, I I do enjoy it. I've just started it. I've never watched it all the way through. Like I've caught a couple of, like parts of. Episodes. Like, yeah. I think in college when we first got HBO in my apartment, like I would see it on and stuff. Yeah. Um, reruns, and I just never had the time. And now I'm like, I have the time. I'll just get through it because they have the new season or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I'm working through that. But um, I kind of feel like unpopular opinion, but it's similar to Arrested Development to me like I think Always Sunny is a way better fucking TV show yeah that's like way better to me and I think that's super underrated in comparison to like Curb honestly I don't know I don't even think It's Always Sunny is underrated I just think the fact that Curb is on HBO like it's just you know what I mean like FXX doesn't do like super mega advertising like HBO does. And FX and FXX, all that whole conglomerate has great fucking TV shows. They do. I they do. love them. They just came out with um, season two of What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? No. It's about the... Um, well, I'd recommend watching the movie first and then they did the spinoff uh, t- television series. But... It's fucking hysterical. It's about vampires that live in like modern day time, and it's like irreverent comedy. So it's like the same. Type it's like of a satire comedy. kind of thing, or it's a little bit satirical, but it's also just like they're so like the characters are all like super irreverent, like disrespectful of each other, and like there's no way they're friends. You know what I mean? Like the vampires, they so all I mean, coexist. Like, right, yeah. right. It's totally like that sci-fi aspect of it, yeah. but then there's the aspect of like there is no functional relationship like possible out of this trio. Wait, you posted yesterday about I think it was you about the clown. What the fuck was it? Yeah, the clown. And that's what I want to talk to you about. Wrinkles the yes. clown. You started watching this when we were at Shana's when we had all gone to get yes. breakfast or something. Yes. And we were like, we came back and you, we were like, can we fucking change this? Like, what is this? And you were like, no, no, like, it's good. And we were like, is this serious or is this not serious? Like, we were getting so pissed because we were like, what the fuck is this? Is this a satire or is this not a satire? Like, what's happening? Okay, so I've been watching Hulu a lot. I just started this one show. I don't know. I'll talk about it next week because I forget what it's called. Um, Better Things or something like that. It's comedy. But uh, every fucking commercial on Hulu is for Wrinkles the Clown. And I'm like, is this the same documentary I started? <laughs> because the the advertisement for it makes it look like a real documentary. That's it. Yeah, but it's a mockumentary. No. It is a documentary. No, it's not. I swear to God. So I put it on with, like, whatever. I don't have any intention. I'm going to fall asleep to it anyway. Like, we'll just put this on for background noise. It's not a super bright thing. 
I like to put on dark things at night so I can fall asleep better. To me, that makes me like, like dark isn't scary or dark is in like dim lighting. Dim lighting. So it's not like blaring the blue light in my face. Like I can fall asleep easier because I cannot fall asleep without noise most of the time, generally. Um, So anyway, I put it on and then I'm like kind of intrigued because I was, let's be honest, I was still drunk from the night before when I put it on. No! My... (laughs) You? That, when we were in Harrisburg I just, seeing like, Shayna that weekend? I would, so I I get intrigued because I'm like, no, this is real. Like, Jimmy Fallon is in clips. Like, they have legit clips and they're, um, what's the, cited properly, like, the date. And I'm like, there's no way they doctor all of this shit. Like, there's, like, mad fucking talk show hosts that are talking about this situation on this documentary so it can't be a mockumentary so I look it up and it's still kind of ambiguous the whole thing is like done really weird you get to the end and it makes more sense I won't spoil it for you I highly recommend it I should watch it yeah I mean I'm curious now but put it on I'm the also like part of me is just like we were watching it and I was just like, this is so irritatingly like stupid to me because I can't tell if they're being fucking serious no, or it's, not. No, it's real. Wrinkles so the Clown is a real... Can I real... ask you, that, was that man the real man? Like the real Wrinkles the Clown that they're interviewing? All right, spoiler alert, everybody. No, he is not. But the real guy comes on and he refuses to show his face. It's weird. So who was the guy that they were following that whole he time? He was an actor. So they then... hired an actor to portray... This is why I think it's an interesting documentary. They hired an actor to portray the perception of what this guy is doing, but it's not at all what his intention is. So they set it up basically to say, Wrinkles is this 65-year-old retiree that slaps his name and number on stickers on telephone poles Mm -hmm. to scare your children. But the real situation, because that's what everybody thinks he's doing, the real situation is not that. Like, that is not the reality. So what people think is happening, and it blew up to be this internet sensation where these kids are, like, obsessed with it, and, like, I think it's, like, commentary on our culture and, like, the viral nature of things. It was interesting. I liked how they did it. It was very different. He, like, actually, like, a decorated war vet, like, just trying to help out the local kitties. They don't tell you who he is. But... They tell you his objective, like yes. his actual objective. Yes. And you know for sure that it's him, despite him not showing his face? I mean, I mean we're putting our hands on the trust of the documentary makers in all reality. Well, I don't trust these documentary makers at all. Are you fucking kidding I me? I don't know. Check out the Wikipedia. I did. <laughs> did you write the Wikipedia? I did. Do you think Wrinkles himself wrote the Wikipedia and just lies to everybody about Probably. it? Probably. Yeah. No, I think, I think the motivation is true because it's stupid. Like, I don't know. Okay. I thought it was going to be way more, like, nefarious than it actually was. And I was like, oh, right. you're not, like, a creep. Oh, stupid. Yeah. It, it was an interesting watch, though. I've never seen a documentary done in that style before. So I appreciated it that for that yeah, that's filmmaking thing. That is interesting. It was weird. But just the interviews that they have with people who are genuinely interested in scaring their children are interesting they get into the psychology of like how it's traumatizing and this is really fucked up that parents wait you know what the most fucked up thing ever is so i read this <laughs> article for my one class and there were these parents and they were talking about this in the article how basically like it was talking about like helicopter parenting and how mm-hmm. current day like parents are so paranoid that like their kids are gonna get kidnapped when in all reality like 
Literally 1%, and this is like a legitimate number, really? 1% of children are kidnapped slash murdered slash something tragic happens to them. One fucking percent in all America. All three of those things is only 1%? All three of those things. What? Like all the tragic things that happen to children. 1% of American children this happens to, okay? That's crazy. And the reason that we think that it happens so much is because they're not talking about like me walking home from school every day because that's a boring story, right? Like, you want, like, the news. Like, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. obviously. And I get that because it's, like, obviously it's not news that I walked home from my bus stop safely for, you know, 18 years. Right, right. That's not fucking news. Right. But at the same time, like, they were saying the rate, like, when we're talking, like, my dad used to hitchhike. And, like, totally cool, totally kosher. And I ever like, tell you about how I picked up a hitchhiker? No, that's ballsy though. Was it a man or a woman? It was a man, dude. Wow, this is dude. the stupidest fucking thing that I've ever done. I didn't pick him up. Okay, here's how it went down. I was over at the McStew's takeout. Of all the places you it was could the pick takeout. up a fucking hitchhiker I was, at McStew's. I know, and <sighs> you're just I, asking for murder. I don't even know what I was doing there. This was years ago because it was my old car. And I smoked cigarettes at the time because I think I gave him a cigarette too. I was very generous. Uh, But I told him not to smoke in my car. So this dude approaches me and he's like, I must have been like freshly 21 or just 22 or something. And I go in, you know, pick up my 40s. To be honest, I was probably buying alcohol for my brother, which (laughs) I don't know. So he asked me, he approached me and he's like, hey, um... I, I desperately need a ride. Can you give me a ride up to um, five points? And I was going that way, and I was like, dude, you know, I've been in these circumstances. Not that you couldn't easily walk the mile. It's you literally know, like, that's, a mile I'm like, McSusa, away. I'm like, that's not even far at all. Right. And he might have asked me to actually drop him off in a section or something, but I was like, I'll take you to Bailey's because I'm going to drop you off in a public place. Yeah. Like, and I was like... Uh, and he's like, come on, blah, 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 I'll give you five bucks. I'm like, you don't got to give me five bucks. I'm going that way anyway. Like, I'm not going to fucking charge you five bucks for it. Yeah. And I was like, but do me a favor. You have to sit in the back seat. And every time I tell this story, everybody's like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's the worst thing. Why would you want him behind behind you? you? But I made him sit in the back seat. I thought it was smarter. Like, in case he was going to stab me, he'd have to reach farther and I could see it coming. like, right right in your carotid artery. I I mean, like, great angle, just coming up from the back there but the minute I pulled away I was like why are you doing this you were the dumbest fucking bitch and I dropped him off and everything was fine but yep one and done never the fuck again was he weird did he say anything or no he was chatting with me he was trying to be a little friendly he was probably on drugs in all honesty oh most definitely on drugs he was chatting it up but I was just like he was like thanks so much man I really appreciate it I'm like I don't know what I did for you you could have walked here you weren't stranded like yeah but it wasn't like ten miles away. Like what the fuck? But I survived. I don't think I would have taken him any farther than that, honestly, because that's when you get really into some circumstance. Like, right. Right. Well, wait. This is the this is a little excerpt from the article that I was like, I don't want to cite it wrong because it's so fucking hysterical and ridiculous how far parents will go to scare their kids straight. So I'm just gonna read it. Um, to see how far into safetyism some parents have gone, consider the Missouri family that staged a kidnapping of their own six-year-old son in 2015. They wanted to, quote, teach him a lesson about how dangerous it is to be friendly to strangers. 
After getting off of his school bus, the boy was lured into a pickup truck by his aunt's coworker. The man then told the little boy he would never, he would quote, never see his mommy again, according to the sheriff's statement. The police also reported that the man covered the boy's face with a jacket so he couldn't tell that he was being taken into his own basement. Oh my God. The boy was tied up, threatened with a gun, and told he would be sold into sex slavery. Whoa! That's how fucking crazy parents are, dude. Okay, it started like, okay, where I'd be like, I could see that if you tell the kid. Yeah, yeah, sure, just stage a fucking kidnapping of your six-year-old and traumatize him for the rest of his fucking life. Well, that's intense. That's intense. I could see somebody, like, trying to, like, you know, have, like, their aunt's boyfriend or whatever try to pick the kid up and be like, listen, do you know what I could do to you right now? You don't fucking get in cars with strangers. And that's about it. But... Do you, I feel like I always remember knowing that that was not okay. Like, I was always, not scared of strangers, but just, like, trepidatious. Like, mm, I don't trust this. Like, Right, like, I feel like, uh, as a human, there's, like, you, at any age, not any age, but, like, at a certain age when you have, like, a consciousness in general, like, you, like, have this inherent sense of like is danger lurking in this person do you know what i mean like yeah, you like can almost innate, sense it innate skepticism yeah. or something right right yeah but i also think i was very much taught my parents were very good yeah. about like you don't at talk same, to strangers but at the same time like i was saying like it's one percent thing like strangers aren't really like like when random strangers talk to your kids they're probably just like my dad is like you know sees little kids and it's just like fucking annoying and like people are probably like look at this fucking peeping tom when in all reality he's just like a fucking weird ass old man who just loves little kids he just loves them and like i hate even saying that statement because it sounds fucking creepy but it's not it's not no my dad is the same way we were at the beach one time and these kids were throwing a ball around and they threw it too far close to our blanket my dad got up and threw it back yeah. And he was like, throw it back. And I was like, dad, no, right. no, right. no, no, you don't do that. Like, you look like a creeper. And he's like, right. I'm sitting here with my kids. And I'm like, we're not kids anymore, dad. Right, like, we're adults. <laughs> we all look like a bunch of fucking creeps. Like, you can't do that. And he's like, what? So, like, I get it. The people with the purest intentions, like, and I hate that we live in that, like, fear-based culture. Right, right. But you do have to be alert. And I think there's a way to teach your kids Without being a fucking... But the thing that's fucked up about wrinkles is these parents are calling because these kids are bad. Like, how about you fucking discipline your kids? Yeah. Like, and I this is probably super unpopular opinion, but, like, I was beat as a child. And I use the term beat yeah. in, like, the old school way of, like, I got spanked. Yeah. Not, like, yeah. beat. But, like, you would fucking roll the dice, and that's yeah. how many smacks on the ass you got with the wooden spoon. Like, oh, that's funny. Well, we didn't Catholic do any of that. Schooly. It was just kind of like... Come here. And you fucked up. Yeah. Our dad actually used to sleep with... We weren't abused by any means. No, 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 no. I know you weren't either, yeah. but I'm just like, for, for the... Yeah, for the record here. Um, but it's kind of fucking funny because my dad never hit me or my sister. At least, I don't, to my knowledge. I know he definitely didn't hit me. I'm almost You're certain the baby he never too. hit Shayna. Um, like, I feel like it would always be Shayna and I like starting some shit when we were younger. Yeah. And then like my dad would sleep with a rolled up newspaper under his pillow. And then like when he'd wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night because like we were being too loud or whatever, he'd come in and like first time he'd wave it, he'd be like, Argh! and like my dad's kind of like, I mean, current day, like whenever he acts like that, we all fucking think it's hysterical yeah. because we're so past it. But like 
he does have like a like a commanding like booming voice so like to children it's like yeah yeah you know but we reached a certain point Shayna and I did anyway that we knew like well whatever he fucking does he's gonna come and he's gonna hit (laughs) (laughs) we're just the two angel little girls you know what I mean so like you would come in and you would fucking Paul would be sound asleep and Shane and I would be doing whatever and then you'd come in and fucking hit Paul. That's Poor funny. fucking kid, dude. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, we used to blame a lot on Curtis, but we weren't. We didn't do too much. Too much. It was more like uh, if we we damaged like something of theirs. Yeah. Like one time I wore my dad's snow boots to walk out to grab something from the car <laughs> or something, you know, and I left his snow boots outside and it snowed more. And it, like, oh no, filled his boots with fucking snow. And he was livid. Like, those kinds of things where it was, like, we threw the ball in the house and broke picture frames. Like Yeah, we used to break so many fucking windows, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's bad. The amount of windows that our family broke. And, I mean, my mom was just, like, every time it happened. I think, like, the last time it happened, she was just, like, fuck you guys. Because she was just, like, how many fucking windows does a person <laughs> have to fucking cheap. replace in a house? <laughs> So many windows. We broke so many windows. It was insane. We also always made Paul, like, we would play Truth or Dare. Obviously, Shane and I never picked Dare. Paul always picked Dare. It was like he was all about self-sabotage. Um, and so, like, we would make him do the most fucked up shit. You're asking we were obsessed it. with Mind Freak. You know that show with Chris Angel? Yes, 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 yes. I forgot about oh, that show. Oh, my God. It's so fucking... <laughs> I went back and watched it recently with Jordan because she had, like, one of the hacked fire sticks or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't even believe how how pathetically dumb this is and how much we loved it as children. I was David Blaine over Chris Angel for sure. Like, David Blaine was the cool one. I don't even remember David Blaine, like, what David Blaine was about. He was, like, very monotone. He had a mustache and really short hair. Did he have a show? Yeah. What was his show? David Blaine. I don't know. I don't know. I think it was, like, like something with David Blaine. (laughs) Look at that name. Mind Freak was fucking weird. He was a weirdo. Oh, he was so weird. And then my brother would be like, I can levitate. And we'd be like, yeah, let's see it. He would try and levitate. And then, like, he would do this (laughs) thing. What do you mean he would try and levitate? Like, what? (laughs) What does that look like? (laughs) It looks like you're like, you know, when you were young and you got really mad, your face would, like, you would, like, make your face, like, super red. You'd be like. Oh my god, like clench every muscle in your body. Yeah, like you had to take a shit you start real bad shaking. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Christ has like overcome you or like you know what the I mean? The devil. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Oh boy. I remember I put a magnet to my parents' TV actually. Oh like, no. When they sent us home, in second grade, they sent us home with these giant like industrial sized magnets. I know right? exactly. What you're and they were about. like the whole thing was like whoever gets this to stick to the most things in their house and like makes a list of them wins whatever fucking prize. I'm stoked about it. I'm like, this is the most fun homework I've ever yeah. gotten. This is gonna go on everything in my fucking house. I don't know anything. I'm seven years old. Right. So my parents are definitely getting high in the patio. And um <laughs> I go. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, do the fridge. I do your basic things that it's like, you know, the fridge, the the washer, the dryer, like, you know, everything dead that's giveaways. visibly, yeah, yeah, like a dead giveaway. And now I'm like, time to get fucking, time to get weird in this bitch. <laughs> so then I'm like, let's try the TV. So I'm in there with Shayna and Paul and they're watching, like, I don't know. I don't remember what the fuck we were watching. But anyway, I, um, I put it on the TV and the entire screen just goes red. 
And we were, like, at that point, I don't, like, not that we were ever wealthy by any means, yeah, but, like, yeah, yeah. at that point, I don't even know if my mom was working. Like, I think it might have just been my dad was working. Mm. And so, like, Shane and Paul, like, literally, we all, as it happened, we all knew, and they were just, like, <laughs> they both were, like, nope, like, left the room. We're, like, we are not taking the heat for this one. My parents came in. Oh, my God. They were so fucking angry. It was the only TV that we had in the house yeah. at the time, too, because it was, like, what would it have been, like, 2000? We only had one TV in the house. Yeah, it would have been, like, 2002, maybe? Yeah. 2003? Yeah, like, when you were kids, you didn't have a TV in your room. No. We were, like, 90s children. We're talking, like, I didn't have... I had a TV in my room with the screen that was this big on it, with the box on the back that was this big. Yeah. Until, like, 2014. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Cody and Co- I didn't do it too much. I think I pushed my limit and would like put like you know like fridge magnets up and then like take it away as soon as it started to change color. Oh my god! Cody was definitely a proponent. I had but we no always idea. got yelled at about like our electronics, but we always had someone like in the room with us for the most part, and like yeah. we were more concerned with beating each other up, I think, than like anything. Yeah, we, we were got in a lot of trouble for beating each other up, but. <sighs> Oh, to be a kid again. Yeah, we would roll each other out. We had the one bedroom until we built a wall in the living room and gave my brother his Harry Potter room. Um, <laughs> we we had a bunk bed. Shane and I slept on the bottom bunk because it was bigger. It was like a futon. And then Paul slept on the top. And then when my parents would go and smoke in the patio, we would roll each other up in all the blankets that we had and put all the pillows that we had on the floor. And then we would shove each other off of the top bunk for fun. We would do that often. That was like our favorite <laughs> pastime, I think. We used to, because you lived in a one-story. We had the two-story Levitowner. Yeah. And we used to slide down the stairs in sleeping bags. So we mm. would put Curtis in and tie it up so he couldn't get out and shove him down the sleeping bag. <laughs> oh, we would beat the that shit out so of Curtis. Cool. Oh, my God. We would. But he got, like, away with murder. So you know how many times that motherfucker deleted our Animal Crossing levels? I could kill him today. To this day, I... That fucking bastard. (laughs) Audacity. Your fucking Animal Crossing levels. It was important. You fucking tied him up in a sleeping bag and shoved him down the stairs and traumatized him for the rest of his life. And you're talking about your fucking Animal Crossing levels. You know, there were only, I brought this up on Easter and I was like, you got to realize how bad it was for a seven and a five year old to get a brother. We thought we were done. (laughs) I guess you're right. Kidding. That's rude. How many years apart are you and Curtis? Or, seven. Oh, you're seven. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. S- six-ish. Yeah. But it's pretty much seven. It's. I mean, Shane and I were four, and we didn't get along for so long, Shane and I, and now it's like, I mean, we're like, we're all super close. Yeah. So. Yeah, so we go through our phases, the three of us, but, like, it's different with my brother living at my mom's house. Yeah. Like, it's definitely very, like, two-sided yeah. now. Yeah. But Cody and I get along really well. We get into stupid arguments, especially, like, being on quarantine. But we've actually been doing pretty good. Like, he's helping me out with all the car shit. And, like, I don't know. I try, I always try to help him when I can with, like, job stuff. So I think we get along very well. But me and Cody were raised kind of differently. There were different standards. So 
I think oh, that I think we're that more... definitely. I think that applies to everybody because as you're the oldest one, it's like all the rules apply to you. Mm-hmm. Shayna not Shayna totally sent my brother and I like one of these memes before was like being the oldest sibling is watching all of your parents' rules like slowly fade away. Yep. I was like, by the time it got to me, like my parents were just like, we don't give a fuck, and you're right. the and you're the worst of all three. So like we really don't <laughs> give a fuck because we just can't even like whatever. Uh, nah, I think y'all turned out a little better than we did, but that's okay. <laughs> I think we're, like, on the same it's, level. It's relative. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Do you have any social media you want to plug? You want to no, tell the I have a Twitter. Twitter. You can follow it or don't follow it. It's, hold up. This is a really creative name. Lara Mickle. There's no you. Whoa. So. I've never heard something so unique. I know. <laughs> I'm pretty fucking creative. <laughs> I'm surprised that the Twitter handle wasn't already taken. I mean, there's no other Lara Mickles in the world. That's pretty crazy. Mickles not super duper common. I know a couple of other random Mickles. I'm just kidding. My handle's literally never taken. Yeah, I, don't I guess have to put any numbers or anything. My handle's never taken. I get so annoyed when C Clairehot is taken because there's a lot of C Clairehots in my family, and I'm like, what bitch got to this network before I did? I was making an account the other day. I forgot what it was for, but C. Claire Hot was taken. I had to put in Cass Claire Hot. I was like, ugh, so many extra letters. Jesus. Okay. Well, signing off. Say goodbye to the people. Bye, peeps. Bye.